Hey, well, this is it. This is the first time we've ever recorded an official podcast. I'm Carson from Mennonite Brethren Church, Manitoba. I got some friends with me today. Got David Teeson from MB, MB Mission. Say hello, David. Hey, guys. And along with David is our uh, friend Colin, also from MB Mission. Colin, say hello. Howdy, hey. Well, this is the first time we've recorded in this way. We're trying something new. We're experimenting with it, and it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, we don't even know what to call it. So for now, it's the podcast with no name, and we'll get back to that at some point, I'm sure. It's uh, September, mid-September. To, today is actually the 11th of September, and I dropped both my kids off for their first day of school. I don't know who goes back to school on a Friday, but apparently my kids do. And uh, I got to thinking after I dropped them off that uh, when I went back, to, when I would go back to school as a kid, uh, they would normally have you write some sort of an essay, or maybe he called it a theme, depending on just how old you are. Uh, I'm not looking at anyone in particular. And uh, <laughs> normally that would be, what did you do this summer? That seems like a pretty good place to start with this forum with my friends here. Guys, what did you do this summer? Let me start by telling you what I did. Because, you know, it's what did you do, all Carson? about me. Uh, I took my kids camping to Banff. I wanted them to see the mountains. Nice. Actually, let's back up a little bit. My wife wanted them to see the mountains, and I would have probably been content to sit at home and do nothing, but <laughs> that's because I'm cheap. And she, she worked out the details, and we arranged to drive um, out to Banff National Park. We spent the first time ever we spent time out there in a tent, enjoying the cold, cold nights and the uh, beautiful days when we got to see mountains and wildlife and just kind of felt like we were doing something special as a family. I do hope they remember it that way. Um, I'm probably going to remember it for my truck breaking down and for all the other little things that I wish had gone a little smoother, but it was a great time. We had a blast, and so that's my summer. If I could get that down on paper, I might at least get a B plus. So, David, what would you do? Hmm, well, I actually discovered maybe something surprising, that Saskatchewan is a fantastic tourist, tourist location. Lies. It's, no, it's true. Something about the prairie beauty, I mean, it has sunsets that last forever, but I also got to spend some time at Waska Sioux, which is, I guess, two or three hours north of Saskatoon. Gorgeous lake, lots of sunsets there, camping, campfires. I was there for two days, and it was the only two days that it didn't rain that whole week. It's fantastic. And Good Spirit Lake was the other one. Saskatchewan is where it's at. So, yeah, spending some time with friends, doing a little bit of camping, a little bit of cabin life, plenty of board games. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Sweet. Colin, how about you? What'd you do? Well, I uh, I did a little bit of videography this summer for uh, Providence University College for their sports camps. So all these teenagers come and they're all hyped about volleyball and they, they come out uh, looking pretty fly and uh, I get a I get to film them uh, as they smash balls and uh, and do all kinds of awesome athletic stuff. So, volleyball. You were indoors all summer? Did you not get outside? Uh, yeah, I was pretty lame. I was actually wow. indoors filming for the most part. You did not part. get to enjoy the great outdoors I couldn't believe like it. David and myself. Ripped off. Ripped off entirely. Ripped right off. Did either of you guys fish? Like Anybody a band-aid. Fish? I, yeah, we actually did some fishing together this summer, David and I. Yeah, started to It was to earlier learn. this summer. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been in June or so, hey? Yeah. So, yeah. um... I don't fish. I was born and raised in, in Newfoundland. Newfie, where, eh? Yes. Yeah. I don't even want to attempt the accent. I, I can't do it. <laughs> and uh, you think that fishing would be in my blood, but sorry, I, I have never really done a lot of it, and I would I would probably not know which end of the rod to even hold. Tell me a bit about more your fishing trip, though. Well, um, David and uh, myself and Lloyd, who's actually going to be on the show today. Yes. 
he, uh, we together, we went up north and uh, we went to go visit some churches up there. And, uh, and in the meantime, I mean, you're driving by lakes all the time. So we would just stop from time to time, get out the rods and just cast right into the lake. And it was the best fishing I've ever experienced. So how long do you think it would take you to drive up north, just to drive up north? Well, we ended up in Thompson, which I think, if you shoot it straight, it's somewhere around 10 hours. Right, and but how long did you take? Well, on the way home, yeah. it was more like 13, 14. Yeah. yeah, and I think Lloyd could have kept going, but the That's fish... fishing excursions? The yeah. fish flies were incredible. <laughs> like, every inch of our bodies was totally, totally covered. And I think we caught a few, a few northern pike, right? Yeah, yeah. caught one drum. Yeah. That was nice. Yeah, it wasn't the most successful fishing trip, but it was a good time. Spent yeah. with the boys, that was good. yeah. It was exciting, like exciting fishing. You could see the fish follow your lure right up, and then they just bite, and you just rip them right out of the water. So yeah, it was super great. clear waters. Yeah. So you guys had definite A-plus uh, papers for your what I did this summer. I'm going to give you top marks, much Aww. higher than you know, mine. You know, yeah. I, I just had my first day of classes yeah. today. Yeah, And you know how, like, they always, they're like, they make you take the picture on the first day of school, right? Well, my, today was my picture day. And so I went to go take my picture in the library, and uh, and I mean I kind of just gave a nice little smile in the library, and it was just kind of like straight faced and yeah, like yeah. here, sit down, take the picture. And uh, so this is the picture that popped up, and I know I know our listeners they can't they can't actually see it, but uh, I look pretty goofy in this picture. I don't know, you're looking well, fresh, Colin. I think you're on uh, point. I like, I like yeah. the new haircut. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. I think that was just an excuse for you to be able to show us your picture. You know, you're just so I do what I can. Yeah, when my age you reach, look as good you won't, and yeah. so that's just the way it is. Carson, let's, yes, you're still a beauty. Thank you. This, uh, let's, let's change the subject. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about me and how beautiful I am. No, let's talk about our guest today. Lloyd Lechner is going to join us in just a minute or two, and David has some questions for him. He's going to tell us all about... Um, well, he's going to tell us a little bit about fishing, about being in nature, and how that's how he spends time uh, relating to God. And he's also going to bring fishing into community and uh, team building. And then, of course, he's going to tell us a little bit about what he does in the mission. So let's roll it. All right. Well, Lloyd, thanks for joining us. Hmm. Thank you, David. Can you tell us a little bit of what you do at MB Mission? What's your role here? Uh, I'm called Regional Mobilizer or Mission Mobilizer, and my role is team leader of a fantastic group of seven others that are providing short-term mission programs in Canada, in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, as well as church relations. Uh, what that simply means is we connect uh, long-term international workers with the hundred churches that are in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Fantastic. It seems like whenever we're on a program together or an orientation or a trip, you seem to try to get fishing to be a part of it. What is it about fishing that you just love? I was, uh, I guess, introduced to fishing at the actual level of, hey, let's be on, like, just, you know, going down to the river as a little kid with a pretend fishing rod. Uh, I, I got introduced to it by a friend at church who fishes probably 40-plus weekends a year, and often during the week. He's been doing it ever since he was two years old, and... 
I don't know. I went fishing just a couple of times, and it really clicked for me. It's something that's outside. I love to be outside. That's probably my number one love language with God is just to be outside. I often read my Bible out by a fire in our backyard, that kind of thing. So that's huge. And it's also an event. I'm one of those personalities that needs to keep moving uh, around, doing different things. And it's like, hey, I get to pack up the car with stuff and then go someplace and do something. And I, I love the whole process. And then when I get to the place, whether it's on the river or it's on a boat or off a, off a dock or whatever, then it changes. And that is the total addiction behavior of me or whatever my my addict comes out and that is fishing is all about random rewards like you basically no matter how prepared you are you'd be waiting for a while then all of a sudden boom you get a nibble or a hit you get that jolt of excitement and if you're with a community everyone's celebrating and fun and then you kind of settle back into the to the fishing moment again and then another one happens and everyone celebrates it so that's part of it for me Nice. You said you like going to different places. Are there some places in particular you enjoy? Well, one of them is simply uh, out of out of uh, close proximity, and that is I live close to the Red River, and so I do lots of river fishing. So river fishing is a little different than other types of fishing. Uh, you often will just put out uh, some sort of rig, like a pickerel rig, out into the water. It kind of settles and has some hooks with bait on them, and... It just sits there waiting for the fish to find it. And so I have a chance to then sit on my lawn chair and have some uh, sunflower seeds and a nice tea and just relax. I've even brought a book with me before. And so that's one type of fishing I really enjoy, just going down to the river. Uh, Another one is I, uh, because I am a a poor man, uh, you know, vocational minister, that whole thing, I got myself a motorboat. And what that means is I bought myself a 12-foot dinghy. And that I can easily fill up with air anywhere I want to go and a trolling motor. So I often have a boat in the trunk and then I can actually see a lake that's not too windy or whatever and I can actually blow the boat up, put a motor on there and go trolling. And so that's another thing. I do that with smaller lakes like Lake uh, Rock Lake, which is also kind of close by to where I am. And if a friend, uh, you know, has some better equipment like a motorboat or whatever, then I often will say, hey, take me along on the trip. It'd be awesome. And I love to do that as well. A boat in the back of the truck is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So is this just a hobby, or do you see it bringing people together, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's both. Um, definitely the times that I fish with people, I love the shared experience. It's um, so many things uh, that build relationship are actually very unstructured, and fishing is just another opportunity that's a common ground that you can invite almost anyone to go fishing. And if they're into it, and even if they're not, they'll have a good time and enjoy it. And it's a chance just to be outside. And if you're not catching anything great, you have lots of great conversations. Uh, another thing about it is it's, it's quite an international uh, pastime. So when I've been in uh, Istanbul, I've met some gentlemen that were fishing off the wharf. Uh, any place I've traveled in the States, uh, Europe, you know, people fish. And then even in Winnipeg, uh, I've taken quite a bit of opportunity to do urban fishing and met some really interesting people in St. Norbert under the bridge. Uh, everything from overhearing a drug deal to getting to know a couple of older gentlemen that are immigrants or second, first generation immigrants with their kids and grandkids kind of being the second and third generation uh, and telling stories and of just common everyday life pieces. So, and I guess 
the other piece is I do have that uh, fun-loving addictive behavior in me sometimes. And so we've three, for three years now, our staff team, well, most of the staff team, has joined us on the annual White Mudder Sucker Run, which is uh, just before the fishing season. You're allowed to take nets down to a few of the ditches and small creeks and net sucker fish. And, oh, it's just a great time because there's hundreds of them in the in the streams, and we just uh, catch them, grab them, and then we can them and eat them later. But it's, it's a lot of fun because it's uh, running around in your rubber boots, snatching up fish. Though the last two years, it's been blasted cold. And so I'm hoping this year it's a little warmer like it was the first year we went out. Yeah, I'm hoping too. <laughs> Do you ever get your family to go with you? There's a little bit of bittersweetness there. Yes. <laughs> when the kids were really young, there's a creek really near our house, and we went down with their friends. But my kids actually don't enjoy fishing as much as their friends. And so their friends would often kind of say, hey, Mr. Leckerman, let's go fishing. And I was like, yeah, but my boys don't want to go. And I felt bad for me to take somebody else's kids when my kids just want to stay at home and not fish. So uh, we don't fish a lot together as a family, though this summer we did. We uh, took a week off at the cabin. We had a boat. And we all went out together for uh, a morning and, a, and an evening. And everyone caught something and everyone had a good time. So that was, that was kind of special for me. Nice. How many kids do you have? I have two children. Yeah, they're both university age. Right on. Earlier you mentioned that you see God in nature. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, I think for myself, um, there's a few things that come to mind. When I'm out fishing, I definitely get a sense like, you know, I'm in God's creation and just that sense of wonder. Uh, my imagination it just joins in it as well, both above the water and in the water. Like I imagine like what is happening under the water and, and the communities there and just like, wow, God, this is wonderful. Um, and the other one is symbols. Symbols within nature kind of inspire me as well. I often, in Manitoba anyways, there's lots of bald eagles and I just love watching bald eagles fish. So it's kind of feel like I'm fishing along with them and because of uh, just a lot of our work with uh, Indigenous peoples and First Nations, you know, that the symbol of the eagle is prayers going up to the Creator. And I just think, too, oh, so I'm reminded to pray whenever an eagle kind of joins me on the riverbank. And then every now and then I'll see a deer that'll be right beside the lake or the, or the river. And they're really skittish and they're really cautious and their ears are flitting and their eyes are moving around. And I'm reminded when I see that of just attentiveness, like how attentive they are to their environment. And that's another reminder for me to be listening, like not just be offering up my prayers, but to be listening as well to the environment around me, the people around me, even to, to, the cre to creation around me. So yeah, there's lots of things. I just love being out in green space. All right, let's hear a little bit more about your work. Is there anything coming up this fall that you're really excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited about a Partnership Ready Symposium being held on October 3rd in the morning right here at the Mennonite Brethren Ministry Center at 1310 Taylor Street. What we have done is invited churches to consider sending a pastor, a board member, and a mission committee member as a bare minimum to this symposium to just explore whether your church is partnership healthy, partnership ready, or if you're exploring how do we become partnership ready. And what partnership means is our church connecting with an international global conference or church and in kind of getting involved in that exchange of church planting, capacity building, doing support, and connecting around the globe. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be a fantastic conference. What are some of the locations around the globe Canadian churches are seeking to partner with? Well, Canadians are seeking to partner all over the place, uh, and it's really neat that we're connected with ICOM, International Community of Mennonite Brethren, 
churches. And right now, I think we're partnering a lot with Thailand. We have Rebecca Hebert from our region there doing some great work uh, with Thai people in Chechen Sao. And we have Jeremy and Adrian Penner, who will be going shortly there in training. And they're probably going to be in a similar area, but working with our Burmese or Myanmar refugees, as well as our longstanding teams there. We also have uh, groups partnering in Central Asia. I can't mention too many details now. You'd have to go to our website. And just some exciting things happening in Central Asia, as well as traditional works that are going on in Guadalajara, Mexico, South America, uh, Japan. Our conference there is asking for more ESL workers. So oh, anytime somebody has TESOL or TESOL and has English teaching as a background, we have ways to serve. Yeah. Lots of connections. Yeah. And speaking of that, there's been a lot of people mulling around the office today. Can you tell us yeah. a bit more about them? It's really exciting. This is our second year of running Trek Central Canada. And we have uh, right now 10 people that are uh, just finishing up or have finished their university degrees in a bachelor's of something or other. And they're at that leadership age where they're old enough that they really want to sink their teeth into vocational ministry, but young enough that they don't have the experience that no one's going to really hire them. So what are we saying? Hey, come join Trek, a place where you can get ministry experience and discernment towards are you being called to international, local, inner city, or some other form of vocational ministry. So it's a really neat thing. They're in the office today. We just came off of our first week and of, of retreat, sharing our stories with one another and just getting kind of the bare bones of ministry stuff figured out. And they're being introduced to this space uh, at the MB Ministry Center here on 1310 Taylor. Fantastic. If we want to learn more about the Partnership Symposium or about Trek, where can we go? Uh, go to mbmission.org and click on the Central Canada page and you'll see our calendar there. The other way is simply email winnipeg at mbmission.org and put in the title uh, Partnership Symposium and just give us an email asking for more information and then we'll get that to you. Great. Thanks, Lloyd. Thank you, David.